Ah, relatives, thank you for joining us for CNAY's first official episode. As a reminder, my name is Kyra and I am the host of this here podcast. Today, we wanted to start off this podcast with introducing some of the key leaders behind CNAY, who will help you get a better idea of the history of CNAY and the work we do here today. Let's get started with introducing our first guest, CNAY founder, Senator Dorgan. All right, well, Kyra, I will begin. I'm the former Senator Byron Dorgan. And um, I began, uh, I created something called the Center for Native American Youth uh, 10 years ago. I was leaving the United States Senate after having served uh, 30 years, 12 years in the U.S. House, 18 years in the U.S. Senate. But I wanted to continue doing some work with respect to Native Americans. And uh, so I created the Center for Native American Youth. And the question for me was, where would I start working on these issues? And I thought uh, we should start with youth, start with the kids. Uh, the, you know, too many Native American kids have been left behind, and I wanted to focus on that. And so um, that's what I created. I, I'm really excited. It's been it's been around for 10 years. I think it has made a difference in the lives of uh, Native American youth. Uh, I, I should say quickly to you, I am not Native American, but I, um, uh, and I will tell you later how I became interested in all these issues, but I'm not Native American, but I do have a Native American name. It's called Shantae Unwiaka given me by the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe. And Shantae Unwiaka means thinks with his heart. And um, I know that as Nikki and so many others know, I think with all my heart that with this organization, we can make a very big difference in improving the lives of Native American youth. Thank you, Senator Dorgan, for that wonderful introduction. Nikki, I wanna pass it over to you. Please introduce yourself and give us a little rundown of your role here at CNAY. Uh, my Indian name is Meadowlark and my English name is Nikki. I am a member of the Stutsumsh people. It translates to those who were discovered here, which is a reminder that our people have always been here. Um, today we're known as the Coeur d'Alene people and I serve as the executive director. I've worked at CNAY for coming up on four years now and we worked on behalf of my people and the next generation. Wonderful, thank you, Nikki. And moving on to our third and final guest, Anthony, may you please introduce yourself and give us a little bit of information about how you first got involved with CNAY. Hello, everyone. My name is Anthony Tamaz Posal. I'm First Nations Cree in Chichanga Lakota, and I am the uh, chairman for the Center for Native Americans Youth Advisory Board. We're at a total of 20, which you know, I I thought would be pretty hard, but just just how easy and in sync that we all work, um, and the way that our minds all work together is just um, amazing. I don't think you can go anywhere else and um, have a, a twenty person board and it be things run so smoothly. Uh, one thing that I really like too is that we're all very intentional about the things that we do. Um, and so uh, when we were in the meeting, we uh, were like, we need to start working with more Native Hawaiian youth, right? Um, and Coleco is really involved um, uh, with a lot of activities back home uh, in Hawaii. Uh, and so we, um, he was one of the uh, people that we had thought to, to ask. Um, we meet quarterly, um, so we meet four times uh, a year. Um, and so my job as the chair is to act as the uh, liaison um, between the board um, and then the staff. Uh, 
and um, we have Isabel, who is the vice chair, um, who acts in place of me, you know, if I'm not there, and then we have Owen, who um, takes notes, who's our secretary, uh, and really, like I said, just setting the pace um, for CNAY. Uh, we get a lot of program updates, um, and we're able to bounce ideas off of um, some some of the CNAY staff on things that we think are doing great. Um, and it's really just uh, like we're a board of youth, but it, it really does feel like a, a board meeting sitting there and we get report backs. And it's, um, it's really nice, one, because we get to see um, how much CNAY has grown. Um, and two, uh, you know, it's that idea of like, oh, we think that this would be a really great idea for this program. Um, and then seeing that uh, come into reality, right? Um, because there's a lot of ideas that we um, have suggested and have been um, taken in consideration and then they're um, implemented in programs. And, you know, it's not necessarily programs that, you know, involve us or things that we're working on, but it, they do involve other Native youth who are working with CNAY. And so, um, anything that we can do to make programming better or to make other youth's experience a lot better, um, I think is like our main um, goal. Uh, a lot of us, um, you know, a lot of us love coming to, to the meetings and, you know, afterwards um, catching up with each other. Uh, it's also nice because we're all from different parts of the country. Um, so we give each other updates on things that we're doing um, and possible opportunities to um, connect and kind of keep um, that network of people built up. And I first heard about, well, I first got involved with CNAY in, I believe it was 2015 when the White House under Obama had their first Gen I conference and I had applied to be a champ. Uh, and I didn't get it. And then so in 2018, I had applied to be a champ again, and I um, actually got it and I got to come out for Champs Week. Um, and so now here I am. Anthony, thank you for sharing your journey with us um, through CNAY. And Senator Dorgan, I wanted to ask if you could touch on something that Anthony mentioned, which is Champions for Change. Can you give us a little background on what that program is and how it began? Tyra, let me just add for a moment uh, what Anthony said and, and thank Anthony for his leadership. Uh, I just think it's so important. Uh, and, you know, Anthony described something that uh, is, is something I want to emphasize. We do have a, an advisory board for the Center for Native American Youth. And I was chairman of that for 10 years. Allison Binney, who helped me create CNAY, is now chairman. I'm the chairman emeritus, which means I've been around too long. <laughs> but at any rate, um, what, what we have also done with that advisory board, we have created the Youth Advisory Board, which uh, Anthony chairs. And the, the governance, let me make this point, it's very important. The governance of CNAY is the governance that also includes governance by youth. I mean, we're, we want to know what they want to do. What's the direction they have for investing in Native American youth? So Governance is important to me, but it's important that for us that we included Native American youth as part of the governing body of CNAY. That's really important. Uh, we created an organization called Champions for Change. We created Champions for Change to recognize those extraordinary young people 
out around our country who are Native American youth who are doing things that uh, we want to trumpet and we want to celebrate and we want to say these are things that also improve the lives of Native American youth. We have done some uh, things on Indian reservations, some listening tours and a wide range of programs. Um, we do a lot of work on youth engagement, which is really, really very important. We've created you know, these graduates of uh, Champions for Change who have become mentors uh, all across the country. You know, Mariah Gladstone, Christy Wildcat, uh, you know, uh, you know, so many people, and I could name them at great length, that uh, have been champions, Anthony Yu as well, who are continuing to do wonderful things that uh, will improve the lives of uh, Native American youth. Senator Dorgan, if I may, um, when you founded CNAY 10 years ago, what did you envision? And where do you envision us going 10 years from now? How, how can we continue, how can I continue when I left the United States Congress and I had in the United States Congress worked very, very hard on a wide range of subjects dealing with Native Americans because I felt that uh, they were far too often left behind and the history, you know, the two great stains in my judgment on America are slavery and also uh, the issue of the treatment of the first Americans, Native Americans. Those are the two great stains. And, and you know, we need to deal with this question of how Native Americans were treated and how they're being treated now and, um, and how we address the, the, the issues that they live with all too often, uh, poverty, and uh, you know a wide range of challenges and the things that just make life good for you, shelter, education, healthcare, and so on. So this is uh, an organization, uh, we're not large, but um, we are, we're, we're strong and uh, we work very hard to make a very big difference with Native American youth. I'm enormously proud of our Champions for Change program because we have through that program, I think identified the next generation of leaders for Native America. And, you know, in terms of the 10 years, um, oh, we, we worked uh, to tell the story. Just, if I might just quickly say, the story really is, is um, in a response that Joseph Marshall, a Native American historian, gave to someone sitting in an audience at uh, Colorado State University. And he, he was, Joseph Marshall was providing a presentation and someone in the audience began waving their hands wildly and said to Joseph Marshall, wait a second, I don't understand this. this. This, All this stuff you're talking about with Native Americans, the first Americans having been treated poorly and so on, that's your ancestors and my ancestors. That's not me. That's your ancestors and my ancestors. And so so um, uh, why, do you, why do you try to suggest that I'm involved here? And Joseph Marshall looked at him and pointed at him and he said, because you know the story because you know the story. And when you know the story of injustice, you have a responsibility to deal with. And, and the fact is, we know about injustice. I won't go through it all, but you know, the first Americans have had second class, too often second class healthcare, second class housing, second class education. We can go through it all. But my point is, we want to address those things in a way, particularly with youth, that can improve the lives of these kids. And I think in the past 10 years, we have done that. Then the question is the next 10 years, I think with, the, with Nikki's leadership and the leadership of our great staff at CNAY, this is just the start. 
We work a lot on teen suicide prevention, education opportunity, a wide range of things that I think are so important. We're going to continue that and ramp up those opportunities uh, with the support of uh, those that have funded uh, the Center for Native American Youth. I added the first million dollars uh, as a contribution from uh, funds that I had had to run for re-election to the Senate. And when I decided not to run for re-election, I was allowed to use those funds as I did. Uh, but other um, organizations have been very, very helpful to CNAY as well. So that's going to be part of what we do in the next 10 years that's going to be very significant uh, going forward. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Anthony, as a youth involved within CNAY, what are your hopes for the future of it? And what would you like to see within the next 10 years? Yeah, um, you know, I hope more uh, youth just continue to be involved, um, which, you know, I don't see a problem with. I, I think more and more youth are getting involved with CNAY when um, more program opportunities pop up. Uh, for youth across the country, when things are regional specific, um, when things are specific to um, the movements that are happening now. Um, <clears throat> I guess not something that I really hope for the future, but um, I know will continue on in the future uh, is I have been involved in a lot of Native youth organizations um, that are uh, also national. Uh, and I can say with, uh, with certainty um, that CNAY is the only one that um, is truly youth led. Um, so when we go to our youth advisory board meetings and say we want to do X, Y, and Z, um, you know, X, Y, and Z is going to happen. Um, because that's something that we want that, and we're setting the pace for that. Um, you know, the um, Youth Advisory Board Executive Committee um, is constantly invited into the, the board meetings that CNAY has. We're constantly um, invited to go to different um, funder meetings. And those are things that are very critical to um, the growth of ourselves uh, for when we want to um, bring back programming here and we want to um, start that kind of programming in our own communities. Um, but beneficial to CNAY, right? Because I think that it really shows their dedication and commitment um, to the growth of Native youth, right? Rather than using um, them as, uh, you know, a, a write-off or I'm using them for some grant, right? It, there's, there's more there um, than just that typical um, uh, exchange that happens between uh, nonprofits and, and um, Native children. And so, you know, that's something that I'm really thankful for. And that's something that I know will continue. Um, I hope a lot more youth from my community from Chicago start getting more involved. Um, I'm constantly like, you should apply to this, you should apply to this, to different programming that's coming out. And, um, if, you know, if I have to sit with them and do the application for a couple hours, I will, because um, I just think it's a really great um, organization to be involved with. And it, it has really given me a platform, um, a national platform that I've been able to utilize to, um, you know, talk about things from um, representation of my community uh, around mascots um, to anti-blackness in Indian country, right? Um, and those are two very things uh, that are important to me um, because they affect how I live uh, my everyday life. And so, um, but also with that um, uh, 
platform, I've been able to um, allow other youth in my community um, to use that platform as well. So for me being able to write uh, for Teen Vogue um, because of CNAY, um, I had a connection in Teen Vogue and now on, on the youth in my um, council, they were able to write about their experience with gun violence, right? So even though CNAY is not directly um, involved with the other youth who had uh, wrote for Teen Vogue, um, something that they did affected them. Uh, and that's um, not something that we see often uh, is that ripple effect of um, change that happens, right? And so uh, I'm very um, grateful and I look forward to that ripple effect continuing, um, not just in my community, but in communities across the country. As always, thank you, Anthony, for your leadership. Nikki, we're going to head on over to you to talk about your vital role at CNAY and what makes CNAY so well positioned to lead in youth-led movements. Building off of what Senator Dorgan had said, we had listening sessions when CNAY was first founded and we continue to do them. Whether it's an idea for a new initiative, we'll do landscaping, um, visit with tribal leaders, community members, and especially youth, um, and solicit feedback. We solicit feedback from our youth advisory board. In fact, um, the executive committee, we recently went through every single program and initiative that CNAY runs and asked for their feedback, asked where do we have an opportunity to improve. And so to be able to get real-time um, feedback from our young people, um, it was just really powerful. And I think it's made our programming a lot better. Why CNAY is so well positioned is because we continue to not only serve young people, but prioritize their needs, prioritize their voices. I say all the time that we are just a vessel or a platform for young people. We know that our young people are capable of solutions to truly transform their community. That's why Senator Oregon founded because he strongly believes that and we do too. And so it's our responsibility to ensure that their voice is empowered and supported and has a megaphone and that we are giving them every resource possible. Additionally, with different initiatives, we're able to provide community action projects as Anthony had mentioned earlier. And with that, we're not only trusting Native youth to uh, build out programs and initiatives, we're teaching them about financial literacy, project and program management, community organizing, um, you know, writing reports. So we're helping them grow, not just to make change in their community, but helping them grow professionally as well. And that's something that I'm also really proud of because we empower young people in such a holistic way. Nikki, thank you so much for continuing to champion so many amazing Native youth leaders across the country. Anthony, you always go above and beyond when uh, it comes to leadership. And I wanted to know if you could touch a little bit more on that, as well as maybe share some of your favorite moments with CNAY. I just wanted to um, touch on something Nikki said uh, uh, very briefly. Um, see, brought up how CNAY, um, you know, trusts us to get the job done. Um, and, you know, that's not something that I think Native youth see a lot where, you know, when we go to school, we're not trusted. Um, oftentimes we're not trusted in our jobs or um, youth aren't trusted in their communities to, to lead, right? Um, and so that's something that, you know, a lot of youth need um, is, is just that chance to, to be trusted, right? And to, to know they need to know that someone else knows that they can get the job done. And, and that's that's really crucial to what CNAY does is, is that trust that they have for Native youth and that trust that they know how to lead um, whatever movement or fight that they're in at the moment.
Yeah, you know, I I think that my main job um, as chair is is to um, like build other youth up in the organization, but also to to build up the next chair. Right, um, that's something that we often don't see in in leadership and um, you know within our communities or um, within the country is people building up other leaders. Um, you know, so. Uh, I know that eventually I, you know, I will always be involved uh, with seeing my with seeing why my whole life. Um, but I know that I will grow out of a, a youth position, um, and that that time will come, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. So, you know, my my goal is to build up as many youth as I can. So, um, you know, I'm not standing on a stage alone. Um, by myself as the only leader, because I think truly um, uh, the, 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 the testament to a leader is how many, pe how many leaders has that person built up themselves, right? Um, and to me, that's what, that's what and who a true leader is. Um, we see that Senator Dorgan, um, you know, is building up Native youth as leaders, right? Um, we see that CNY is is building up Native youth leaders, um, and so it's my job to you know build up that next chair role um, for someone to to step into the position I'm in now, um, but to to be on the stage with me, right? Um, you know when we come to that point in our lives and in leadership, um, I think one of my most memorable. I don't know. I've had so I've had so many memorable things. Um, well, I'll, I'll I'll say two. One, um, it was during my champs week, um, uh, and it's it, it it actually has influenced uh, me, and it's kind of like why I'm in the job I am in now, um, like my day job, uh, was how easy it can be um, to meet with your elected officials. So when we just walked into their office um, and they were like, oh yeah, we knew you were coming. And I got to talk to them about my issues, um, right? I was like, wow, I'm just, you know, I'm just a little brown boy from the city of Chicago and I'm in DC and I'm talking to, um, you know, my elected officials. This is, um, you know, this is easy. Like other youth can do this. I know youth in my community who are combating gun violence and, and, and suicide. And so like, they need to be in these rooms as well. Um, uh, so, so that, and that kind of influenced me. I work for um, a city councilwoman now. Um, and I, I make sure, you know, like people in my community know how easy it is um, to have access to your elected officials. Um, but also how much easier it is when you have some, like when you have your people in that office too, advocating for you, right? Um, because one thing that we see um, is native people are almost always never thought about or are almost always an afterthought, right? Um, so I've learned that being a native person on, on an elected person's staff um, to always be that constant reminder, right? And that stems from um, me being able to meet with my uh, Congress people when I was in DC for Champs Week. Um, and then the other one uh, was actually just recently when we got to go uh, to, to North Dakota, we got to go to MHA um, to meet with some of their uh, youth there because um, uh, they did like a regional um, camps program. 
Um, but the the day before we got to um, uh, we got to sweat, and the last time that I had uh, sweat um, was with my family when my great grandma had died, and so that was over six years ago. So that was the last time I had sweat, and so. Um, uh, you know, uh, Cheyenne Brady, who's the program manager uh, for CNAY, had invited us into her community, um, and she had set this up, and, um, you know, my plane was running late. Literally anything that could go wrong went wrong that day um, to, like, prevent me uh, from getting there, but I got there, um, and Nikki and the other YAB execs waited for me, uh, and we drove, and we got in, I think it was at, like, midnight, um, and we still had the sweat. And that was something that was really um, healing for me because I got to talk about a lot of the stuff that I'm going through um, personally at home. Uh, and I got to say a couple of prayers for my mom. Um, but also it like there's no other program or um, organization that I think would have done that uh, for me. I think that you know, I would have been late and I would have had to go stay in a hotel. Um, but, uh, you know, I would, this is something that a family, this is something that family would do for you. Um, and I very much look at, you know, everyone in CNY as like my family, um, you know, like Nikki and Cheyenne is like, uh, you know, they're, they're an extension of uh, my aunties that I have here at home. Um, you know, so often I find myself like calling them or texting them in the middle of the night, hey, I have this random idea, um, but always getting a response um, and always, um, you know, I'm more than just like a job to people who work in CNAY. I am um, someone that they deeply care about and, um, you know, vice versa. Thank you for sharing. That's great. Um, and Nikki, I wanted to head back over to you. Can you talk to me about the importance of indigenizing spaces? You know, um, before I do, Anthony, I think that trip to North Dakota was probably one of my most cherished memories as well. Um, Anthony was generous in not saying that when we picked him up, we sent <laughs> to the res and I got a speeding ticket. And I was like telling the cop, we're just trying to go to ceremony. <laughs> it just ended up being this whole fiasco. And um, when we hired Cheyenne, I knew that we were really at an inflection point in uh, this <clears throat> evaluation to really start encompassing more culture in our programming because um, I think that as Native people, we're spiritual beings first. And so be able to normalize our culture um, and normalize our spirituality, normal, normalize ceremony has only <clears throat> our program. And so that's been a lot of fun. And I know I've teased Senator Dorgan, all roads go back to North Dakota. Like, I don't know why we're always in North Dakota, but here we are. <laughs> so um, um, as Senator Dorgan has mentioned, when he founded the center, he went to the Aspen Institute. And for those who don't know the Aspen Institute, it's an organization that has roughly 400 some employees. We are one of, I'm sure, 30 some programs at the Institute. We are the only one that focuses on indigenous and on youth. How I work to indigenize spaces, especially at the Aspen Institute, is to normalize and prioritize the voices of indigenous youth in any and all programs. Um, I'm happy to recommend and put our young people into, into spaces and conversations. I encourage young people to apply for different fellowships and opportunities that are outside of CNAY, but still at the Institute. Um, I encourage my colleagues and fellow executive directors 
when they're talking about governments to be sure to be inclusive of tribal governments, when they're talking about college and community college, that they're inclusive of tribal colleges. Um, you know, when they're talking about uh, urban, they're inclusive of urban Indians who, you know, make up half of the indigenous population. Um, and so much more. And I do that unapologetically. And we're starting to really move the needle at the Institute. We've had all staff meetings where we talk about our program. Recently had one this month with Anthony, um, Owen, and Isabel, who talked about the Center for Native American Youth and their role. And, you know, we've had an all staff meeting about boarding schools. We've had um, I created a land acknowledgement plaque in the Aspen office uh, in Aspen, Colorado, and we're working on one within the um, Institute and so much more. And I think that, oh, the last thing I'll say is in our office, we also have Native youth art from our program, Creative Native. And so being able to walk into my office every day, and though I'm thousands of miles away from home, being able to see art that's reflective of my culture really instills a sense of pride for me and makes me feel more at home and more at ease. And I know that it's important when we bring our young people to DC that they see a bit of themselves in, in this big corporate space as well. And so I'm going to continue to make sure that we're indigenizing spaces unapologetically and also encouraging our young people to do that too. Um, and I, I'm just so proud and it, what gives me strength to continue is Secretary Deb Holland had told Native youth, um, you know, when we were navigating Capitol Hill, to not forget that we're on Indian land, you know, the Anacostan Piscataway people, and, you know, though their feet may not have touched this ground in a long time, that, you know, this is something that we can't be forgetting. And so I think that also gives me a lot of courage. Mm, good words, Nikki. Thank you. Um... Senator Dorgan, 10 years. Uh, wow, this is an opportunity to reflect on your legacy and commitment to Indian country. What do you want people to know? So say that one of the things I did in this 10 year period, just a, a year and a half or two years ago, was write a book. And the book is titled The Girl in the Photograph. It's published by St. Martin's Press in New York. The Girl in the Photograph, the subtitle is The True Story of a Native American Child Lost and Found in America. And um, it's a book about a young woman who was severely through just devastating things in her life, including attempts to take her life from homeless for lengthy periods of time on the streets of a major city and, and so on. Um, I've told her story. She has survived all of this. In fact, uh, on the last page of the book, um, she, she's quoted by me as saying, how does anyone give you advice about the stuff I went through, you know? How do you, how does someone give you advice? But I write, she's alive and that's something. And uh, she's a strong woman who has survived and now it's time for her to thrive. She hopes, but that by having her story told, I've written, other young Native Americans can learn and understand the struggle is worth it. Their lives are worth it. So I've written this book about Tamara Demaris and uh, she is quite a remarkable young woman. Her story is gripping. And it includes much more than just her because it's a broader story about uh, how Native Americans and particularly Native youth have been left behind and what we need to do to, to respond to it. My hope is those who might listen to this podcast and would be interested in the book, The Girl in the Photograph, it's available on Amazon, of course, and in bookstores. But uh, I think reading this book would also give people a broader understanding of 
what I have done and why I have done it the last 10 years to create the Center for Native American Youth. And let me, let me just tell you one more thing about why I have always been interested in, in this issue of Native American uh, uh, issues. And that is my, my father lost both of his parents very early in life. And um, as a young teenager, he took a job herding horses on the Indian reservation in the three affiliated tribes in North Dakota. And uh, when I was growing up, he told me about that, the years that he had spent on the Indian reservation. And he took me with him to the three affiliated tribes to introduce me to his friends and to teach me a bit about the culture that he understood came from the Native American um, reservation. And so that became my interest, my father, uh, connecting me to Native American tribes and developing an interest. And that interest continued all through the years I was in the United States Congress um, to address issues that, that were happening that I knew needed to be addressed. I knew what was happening was wrong and we needed to fix it and make it right. And then at the end of my time in the Senate, the uh, uh, you know, we we were able to, Allison Binney, myself and others, we were able to create the Center for Native American Youth. And it has lasted 10 years. It'll it'll exist for 10 more and 10 more and beyond. And it will, in my judgment, improve lives and save lives of Native American youth with the leadership of Nikki, the leadership of Anthony and you, Kyra, and others uh, deciding that this is something that matters. This is something that makes a difference. And this is something we can do to improve the lives of Native American youth. Well, my, you know, the, the legacy, I, I don't know what exactly that means because, you know, I am what I am. I've done what I've done and I'm going to do what I'm going to do uh, from here on. I mean, I'm, I'm someone that really believes in the future and, uh, and wants to make certain that we're planning uh, and we're, that we're not just doing what we've always done and do that well, but but we're doing more, and we're we're doing things. Uh, we're finding ways to do things differently that uh, allow us to to make a difference in the lives of these kids. So, I you know we'll see. I mean, I I think the the center uh, is the only place that I'm aware of in the United States of America that shines all the spotlights in the same spot, and that is a Native American kids. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell the stories about what has happened to Native Americans and, you know, the, the creation of reservations and, and then what, what, what do you mean by the name reserve that was taken away from so many Natives? And so, but they were here first and, and they have been mistreated and uh, left behind. And so we are shining all the spotlights on this issue dealing with Native American children. And I really feel terrific about that just because I know there's a tremendous need and I think we are making a difference in addressing that tremendous need. So, uh, you know, we, we will continue. It's, it's, it's great for all of us now to at the end of 10 years to say, you know, here's who we are, here's where we've been. But now the next step is here's what we're gonna continue to do. And here's how we're going to do it differently, if need be, to improve the lives of these children. So, Kyra, thanks for uh, the opportunity for this podcast. Thanks to Anthony for his leadership. And, uh, and especially, let me say thanks again to Nikki and to the staff of the Center for Native American Youth. That's what makes all of this work. So thank you very much.
Senator Dorgan, thank you for joining us. Um, Anthony, would you like to share any last words with us, maybe about celebrating Native American Heritage Month or just celebrating Native people in general? Um, you know, I, you know, if you're Native, just keep living your lives. Don't do anything different. Um, but, uh, you know, for those uh, listening, you know, who aren't Native, um, you know, learn about the Native people in your area who are there, who are still there. Um, you know, find ways to support the Native community uh, and your community, um, you know, because they're, they're more than likely is one um, you're, you know, either not looking hard enough um, or um, you need to, to look a little harder. Um, but also, you know, use this time as a, a time to intentionally learn um, about Native cultures, to learn about um, contemporary issues that a lot of our communities are facing, um, you know, and, and take some of that emotional and physical labor um, off of Native people, right? Um, you know, this is a time for um, Native people to uh, showcase our cultures to, you know, the world and to our communities. Um, you know, this is not, a, you know, this is not a rent in Indian month, right? So, um, you know, be intentional on how you interact with your Native friends or your family um, or Native people in your community um, and, and, you know, and take time to learn from them. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to grow you as a person, um, but it's going to show the Native people in your life that you, that you genuinely care um, about them and that everything that they do, right? Because I know for myself, um, anything that I do is, is I'm always thinking about like, oh, how is this going to, to help my people or how is this going to affect my people? Um, and my people, I'm like, I'm always thinking about like, oh, how is this going to affect Indian country? Um, and that's constantly going through my mind, right? That's something that I'm always thinking about um, because I know that my actions um, and how I live my life is, is um, going to be impactful to someone. Um, and I wanna make sure that, that I'm doing the best that I can um, when I am making that impact in someone's life. Great, thank you so much, Anthony, for joining us. Um, Nikki, I wanted to head back over to you for the last question. How can people support CNAY? Uh, people can support the Center for Native American Youth by buying Senator Jorgen's book, The Girl in the Photograph. They can donate to the Center for Native American Youth. We have a donation page, cnay.org. Um, as Anthony had said, they can be inclusive of Native people when they are in spaces and they don't see an Indigenous person or they don't see a young person at the table, take a step back and ask themselves, why not? Um, they can be sure to, um, I think people can also support CNAY by supporting our narrative change, making sure that there isn't a deficit narrative that's told on our behalf. Um, but really one of resistance and resilience and empowerment. Um, those are just a few ways that I can think of at the top of my head. Um, you know, contributing to CNAY, supporting CNAY, following us on social media, Center for Native, um, and encouraging people to always be inclusive of Indigenous youth voices. The Center for Native American Youth is celebrating 10 years of a youth-led movement. 
Uh, we were founded to address Native American youth suicide and now run different programs and initiatives nationally, locally in communities that support our four pillars of work, leadership and empowerment, narrative change, civic engagement, and being a good relative. And as we look ahead to the next two years, we want to continue that Native American youth are able to share their story in their own voice, that they are able to continue to make the positive change that they know that they're capable of leading their communities and solutions, that they're able to continue to unapologetically use their voice and work with like-minded organizations and institutions that will advance um, a Native youth-led movement. Thank you, Nikki, Anthony, and Senator Dorgan. You all play a very important role in the success of CNAY. And also thank you to everyone who joined us today. We hope you tune into our next episode. Meanwhile, make sure to subscribe and we'll see you next time.